0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is The
0: Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter, at the Roy Green Show. At the Roy Green Show, follow me there. And emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com or on Facebook. And um, my uh, Roy Green Show page on the websites of all the chorus radio stations that carry this program. So you can listen to listen back to anything, the podcast, and read my blogs. It's the uh, Roy Green Show page. Just reading from an email. I have no quality of life anymore. And I go days, sometimes weeks, without leaving my house at all. I want to be able to see both of my kids get married and start families of their own. I want to see my grandchildren be born and not have them know me as the sick lady who stays in bed every day. Is that too much to ask? Those are the words of Erica Besher, Mesh, 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 I'm sorry, from Minnesota. Erica sent me an email. I'm hearing from people all over North America. She's 44 years of age. She's the mother of two. And she's had chronic pancreatitis for eight years. She's bedridden in agony, nausea, and vomiting. Sometimes she has to use a wheelchair to just get around. And she was suddenly cut back by 50% from her opioids, which had her stable. Erica, thank you for taking the time, first of all, to write and then for coming on the air with us. What's happening to you, I hear again and again and again and again, time and again. And you write in your email and you run an advocacy group on Facebook. 100 million of 318 million Americans live with chronic pain every day.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Tell us about what your condition is.
1: Well, chronic pancreatitis, um, a, lot, a lot of people don't really know what the pancreas does. You know, when people think of the pancreas, they think of just insulin and diabetes and all that. And, you know, that's just half of what the pancreas does. It, it has endocrine functions and exocrine functions. Your endocrine functions are what control your your insulin, your glucose, and all of that stuff. And the endocrine, func- or the exocrine functions, I'm sorry, are for digestion. So when you eat, your stomach goes into, your food goes in your stomach, and then it's passed through the stomach, and the pancreas is triggered, and it starts releasing these digestive enzymes that help to break down the food and so you can, you know, get nutrients out of everything. Well, with chronic pancreatitis, I have a chronic inflammation of my pancreas, and that inflammation makes it hard for those enzymes to get out and go out and do what they do so they stay inside of my pancreas and actually start digesting my pancreas from the inside and it's extremely painful you know a lot of people have it's just you know i would describe it as being impaled not that i know what that actually feels like but i can't imagine that it's much worse
0: okay it's not unlikely that doctors know exactly what's happening to somebody who has chronic pancreatitis, as, as you do. They know, right. they know what your life is like. They know what you're going through. And yet, at the same time, they have arbitrarily and very quickly cut you back, what, by 50% on your opioids that you're re- receiving?
1: Yep. Um, on my long-acting, which is fentanyl, they cut me down by half, from 200 to 100 over a 30-day period. That is unheard of. That probably should have been done over maybe a year to be done safely. But it was done over 30 days for me, and then, obviously, I went into extreme withdrawal, and I called the doctor and I told him about it, and he basically told me that I just needed to suck it up.
0: Yeah, because no one but some, what, some do- what some doctors say, Erica, is you're not suffering pain from your condition, you're suffering from withdrawal symptoms, so that's when they say suck it up.
1: Yeah, and it, it's all in my head, of course, you know, it's like, no, it's not in my head, it's in my pancreas, you know? Yeah and it's like if we get treated like drug addicts um, people you know a lot of doctors will you know just think that chronic pancreatitis comes from being an alcoholic that's not true there's basically three different groups of pancreatitis oh, you don't to need, you don't life. need to, you
0: don't need to explain I hear it time and again that people who are on opioids and people who live with chronic pain are constantly looked down at, constantly being questioned, constantly being given a second look by a pharmacist or a doctor, and constantly being accused of being drug addicts.
1: Yeah, and then we get it from families and friends, too, who say, well, you don't look sick. Well, please tell me what sick looks like. That's like saying someone doesn't look like a serial killer. Please tell me what they look like. What's the difference? We all look the same. Because I don't have something sticking out of my body that you can see. Yeah doesn't mean that I'm not sick.
0: You have a Facebook advocacy group. What do you hear? What stories do you hear?
1: Just countless stories of people being discharged by doctors, abandoned by doctors, cut off. You know, there, there's one guy in particular, and I believe that you had an interview with his wife a week or two ago, Tammy Hale?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. His yeah, wife and his daughter. Yeah, that
1: situation just left me in tears. Are you kidding me?
0: 53-year-old man committed exactly. suicide.
1: Father, husband. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. You and your your, don't mean anything.
0: In your email to me, you you indicated that on your Facebook group, you've had seven people commit suicide this year alone.
1: That's between the advocacy group, and we also have a chronic pancreatitis group. Okay, there's been seven people that we know of that have committed suicide.
0: All right, with all of this going on, and 100 million out of 318 million, and I've heard that number as well, I've heard actually 111 million yeah. Americans are living with chronic pain. In Canada, it's about 20% of our population, more than likely so, million and a half anyway, uh, or, or whatever the the exact number is. Somebody's going to do the math and correct me. But uh, is anything going to change? Do you see any momentum at all in from government or from doctors or their regulatory bodies to make any changes? Or are the chronic pain patients simply the sacrificial lambs now?
1: Yeah, we were, we're kind of becoming the sac- sacrificial lambs. And like so, so many people are so jaded by all these doctors turning them down and everybody treating them so, so crappy that they just give up. So there's a, this extreme disconnect mm-hmm. among the chronic pain community.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not
1: going you know, to And I think up. if we could unite yeah. So we definitely have a little more power because, you know, throughout history, there's been power in numbers. That's
0: what you need to do. That's what, that's what I tell Canadians as well. Unite, put pressure on them, start a, 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 a lawsuit, class action lawsuit, or in this country, it could be a charter of rights lawsuit. Right. But, but, Erica, thank you. I'm going to stay on it, and I'm going to stay, keep on uh, supporting people like you and, and other chronic pain patients across North America. All the best to you, and I'll stay in touch with you.
1: Call your news stations. Do whatever you yeah. have to do, because it may not be the quick fix, yeah. but we have to get attention. Okay, we have to get someone to start paying attention, yeah. because there is You're always to right. run. I've got to
0: run, Erica, but we'll stay in touch, okay?
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Take
0: care. Erica Meshberger in Minnesota.